Less than 20% of organizations globally have admitted that they have a millennial-focused leadership development program. So I think what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of focus on engaging millennials. I think companies are now trying to shift that focus and say that, okay, now how do you develop and build leaders or these millennials and develop them as leaders? Because I think what we did with traditional people management many, many years ago may not stand the test of time. Beyond the cliched platitudes of generational differences, what does it really take to engage and empower millennials in your workforce? Lavanya Ulas, Associate Director at Chapman CG, talks to Vishpala Reddy, VP of Market HR at American Express, about how India presents an interesting lens into the challenges, rewards, and the all-important company cultural shifts that come from working with millennials. Welcome to the Chapman CG Global HR Interview. To start off with, Vispala, tell us a bit about your role and the work you do at Amex India. So I've been with American Express for over 10 years, over a decade, close to actually 12 years. So I, I think it's been an interesting ride for me. I currently am part of the market human resources team. Uh, American Express in India is a very is a diversified organization. So we have the business teams, we have the servicing teams, and we have several capability teams uh, that are located in, in different locations in India. Uh, the millennial workforce is a is a key focus segment for us because more than 80% of our current workforce, which is about 12,000 strong, are really millennials. So one of the key challenge, uh, as well as focus area for the business leaders, as well as us in HR as a team, is what do we do different to engage this millennial workforce? So I think in today's conversation, I'm really looking forward to share some of our perspectives as well as learnings on just perhaps what's worked for us or the way we approach uh, this demographic. What are some of the challenges with engaging millennials? And how are their expectations and work habits different from other generations? Now, that's an interesting question to start off with, Lavinia. So I think there's a lot being written on millennials and engaging millennials. So you have tons and tons of research, so I'm not going to say anything that probably people didn't know. But in my opinion, some of the opportunity areas, really not so much challenges, I mean, that's the way I'd like to frame it, uh, in engaging millennials is linked to some of their needs or characteristics as a group. And you mentioned some of them in your, in your opening comments. What I think millennials are really looking for is that they're chasing experiences. We all know that work is really a tour of duty for them versus just coming to work and getting work done. These guys need to have a, a sense of higher purpose or need to connect with that higher purpose, which is having a clear line of sight of what they do to the organization's goal, or even so it could be linkage to a community cause or a social cause. Uh, and many a times I've seen uh, these guys getting extremely passionate about a serious hobby. So in my mind, they're chasing experiences, they have to be connected with that higher purpose, and all this needs to be tied up for them as an organization in an integrated sort of value proposition. So as we're tapping their shoulders and inviting them to come and work for us as an organization, I believe that we have to have answers to some of these things that they're looking for. So that's perhaps 
what I think about the first part of your question to say what are those opportunities or challenges or what they're looking for. But to your second question, which is more around what are some of those work habits that could be different? And here's what I'm probably going to call out a difference between the Indian millennials because having worked in India a long, long time now, there are two key things that I think are different from a work habit standpoint. Firstly, a sense of maintaining a, a work-life balance. A lot has been said and written about this, that the millennials are all seeking this across the globe. But what I think is different for the Indian millennials is this is distinctly different from some of their supervisors or senior leaders who approach this very differently. So today's millennial in India, they love to work hard, but they also love to play hard. So what that means for us as an organization is how are you enabling this work-life integration, how are we providing them that flexibility or benefits that are more lifestyle-oriented or access-oriented versus just traditional benefits that worked in the past. And I feel this is a huge difference from a work habit of our current Indian millennials versus the other generation. The second thing that I think that uh, the millennials in India are far more comfortable than the other generations is how they express themselves, how they approach traditional hierarchies. It's very, very common to see that they're speaking up, whether it's in terms of a team meeting or in terms of using online platforms. So you really need to provide them the platforms and they rise to the occasion. Now, when you contrast this to, again, uh, some of the other generations who have been working in India, I think traditional hierarchies were more respected and there was uh, almost like you were asked to speak prior to which you probably wouldn't speak. So I would think these are some of those key work habits that are different. And related to that, in your experience, what motivates them? Is it pay, training, work flexibility or something else altogether? <laughs> I wish I knew the exact answer, right, Lavanya? I mean, that would be like, if I exactly knew it was formula A, B, C, D, E, uh, I would probably be a genius. <laughs> but on, on a lighter note, um, I think, in my view, I don't think the millennials are any different from the other generations from the basics. They're all looking at those basic requirements. So whether it's pay, whether it's benefits, or whether it's even, in my mind, the work environment in terms of a fun office to work for, I would almost see these as hygiene factors that they're almost taken for a given. But what probably really motivates them, and this is linked to your earlier question, if they're chasing those experiences, then they will look at what are those constant learning opportunities because the millennials are keen on learning as they enter the workplace. And if you look at the time that they spend on learning, I think, and this is my view, but I think there is some data to support that, they do spend a higher proportion of their time to gain new experiences as well as just absorb new information. And as organizations, we know that learning has gone more and more online. We're looking at interactive games. We're looking at app-based learning techniques, and, and the millennials are lapping it up. But I think from a learning standpoint, they want more control on what to learn, when to learn, and how to learn. So I think that's the first thing that fits in well from, okay, here's what motivates them at work, to constantly learn and gain those new experiences. The second thing would perhaps be 
the way career paths are being redefined. Career paths for millennials are no longer the traditional, you know, vertical path only where you're chasing a promotion. Again, going back to the terminology of chasing and experiences, uh, they're wanting to learn new skills. They're wanting to upgrade themselves almost like at the speed of an app, right? Like we're all used to newer versions of mobile phones, newer versions mm-hmm. of uh, apps on your phone. So I think it's a little bit like that. They're constantly wanting to upgrade themselves. They're also driven by what's happening in the external market. So I think the interest in terms of what they want to do, they're very conscious of what's happening in the environment as they make these choices. They do have a greater risk appetite in terms of saying, okay, if I've been doing job A, uh, should I actually be doing job B, which is completely different? So, for instance, and I've had that personal experience, I don't think we should be surprised if we have an employee currently, perhaps in marketing, who may aspire to do a role in finance or even HR, because I think there's a huge risk appetite and they're completely open to say, how do I navigate and build on those experiences? As a result, from an organization standpoint, it's very common to provide those sort of rotational assignments where they're getting exposure to different functions, not just at the entry level in the form of campus, but as they're working through up their careers or even enabling them to make sort of those um, shifts in the career. And I think, Lavanya, um, the third piece, and I know I've said a lot, is perhaps this whole alignment with the big picture. I think what motivates them is also about do the values of the organization align with them? Or are those key characteristics that they're looking for, are they really in the company that they're working for? So, for example, we know, you mentioned that they want to have a role in decision making. How involved do you keep them? Or they need for speed. So it, it could be in terms of, again, how you make a decision, how you're, how there's an instant gratification in terms of recognition, so this whole constant need for speed. And I think in the end it's a little bit about having pride back with the organization because I think there's a new definition there. It's not so, so much just a sense of emotion, but they want to express that emotion. So thanks to some websites that we have like Glassdoor, Think LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Employees, I mean, these millennials are constantly talking about the company's culture in a very public way. And this is important, and it's a part of them being, I think, motivated at work. So here are some things in my mind that probably will bring out the best and and perhaps motivate them. And in your opinion, Vishpala, are large multinational organizations then prepared for this new type of employee? Um, I'm going to approach this more from an India perspective, Lavanya. Mm -hmm. If you have organizations located in India, I think it's it's something that you can't shy away from, irrespective of whether you're a multinational or uh, or a local Indian company. Because I think India is, is literally, I think, the world's capital, for a lack of a better word, for having one of the largest workforce uh, in the form of millennials. But as you look around, again, uh, across organizations, I think every company is focused on millennials as customers or millennials as employees. So there's a lot of you know, focus in terms of engaging these millennials around what they want, how should we do them. But in my opinion, again, what's critical for all organizations is 
how are we really developing the millennials as leaders? Because leaders not just for tomorrow, but really for today. If you look at some of the research, and I think Deloitte has a study that indicates that more than 50% of our millennials as leaders have close to four or more direct reports. So we're talking about millennials, leading millennials, having significant people management responsibility earlier, early in their careers. Similarly, uh, while this is a significant proportion, I think less than 20% of organizations globally have admitted that they have a millennial-focused leadership development program. So I think what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of focus on engaging millennials. I think companies are now trying to shift that focus and say that, okay, now how do you develop and build leaders or these millennials and develop them as leaders? Because I think what we did with traditional people management many, many years ago may not stand the test of time. So, for instance, it is clear that our millennial employees need foundational leadership training, and this is uh, not going to be very different from what we did in the past, but we also need to help them build high-performing teams and navigate the challenges of managing the younger workforce in their teams. So there's a lot more focus, I think, companies like us who can help in creating some mediums for them to navigate the complexities of the workplace. So for example, you could adopt a very unique medium like a drama-based learning. You could use case studies. You could use mentoring and coaching programs, all with the purpose of developing that muscle around people leadership for millennials. Interesting. And finally, Vishpala, what advice would you give to other organizations who are still in the phase where they're struggling to engage the segment of employees? I think I'd like to keep it simple because, like I said, I think, firstly, all companies are doing awesome and great work in this space, and there's a lot to learn from each other. But the two things that come to my mind which I feel have, have worked for us, the first being, um, like you mentioned, it's interesting to see that some of our decision-making committees may not have a representation of millennials. So I think that's the start point to say, how do you really include them, one, in your decision-making? And we have some very, very interesting examples across organizations. Second being, as you build these programs you know, from a human resources standpoint, are you really making them part of the solution? So I'm talking about crowdsourcing ideas. How do you really engage these groups to be part of those solutions? Ideally, not just in HR, but all through. And this is, I think, the start point. That's the first. The second one being uh, relooking at the way we communicate, and I feel more so in HR, because if we haven't changed our communication strategy or platform or delivery mechanism in the last few years, I think there's a huge opportunity to do so. This is something we've constantly endeavored to say, how do you ensure that it's catching their attention? How do you ensure that you're feeding in it's, it's, it's two-way? How are you relooking at those mediums and platform technology? So I think, simply put, I would probably focus on these two, and then everything else is really underneath that. More than token activities and superficial nods to their youth, 
highly motivated young workers today need innovative benefits packages and a voice in the running of the company. And perhaps, not so surprisingly, they're most interested in a kind of non-traditional, forward-thinking leadership training that maximizes their own potential as well as their companies. For more excellent conversations with great thinkers, subscribe to us on iTunes or check us out at chapmancg.com.